The world around us is changing faster than ever before. before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome, Welcome. to Data Welcome. Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be, bold, be brave, and be fearless, let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. I have Ann Brown here joining me today, who is CEO and one of the founders of Gazelle. Welcome, Ann. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Seema. Well, thanks for inviting me. This is a wonderful venue and I'm excited. Yeah. You know what? Congratulations to you. You guys are celebrating 25 years. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I, yeah. It really. <laughs> it's just been an incredible time to just take stock and look back at, you know, where we started, where we are today. The journey has yeah. just been amazing. You know, years and years ago when we started, it was nothing to, you know, send a job out to 60 sites. Maybe there would be 30 rotations, something like that. And, you know, those questionnaires were put together really almost by hand. Right. Not quite, but, you know, copiers were amazing in those days to get it together. But And the collating function and staple <laughs> function. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, it was very important. And But the thing that I liked about that time was, you know, I have just a, an extreme love of working internationally. And what I liked about that time was that when you worked internationally, you had to go. Oh, that's nice. So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, we had an amazing start into the global business when one of my clients had an amazing contract in Brazil. So in the mid-90s, I was there many, many times. And then that journey took us to Argentina and it took us to Venezuela. If you can imagine, I actually did work in Venezuela That's and it was an interesting place to be and a fun place. So yeah. different today, which I mean, that even I even feel sad about that. I know. But, so yeah, so it, it was just wonderful to be in the business in those days. Very exciting, wonderful to see other places and uh, learn how other people live and, you know, what they do with their lives, how they work, what they, you know, what their consumption was and all of that. It was just a wonderful time. When you guys decided to start this company, what was the, what was the initial opportunity that you saw that was missing in the marketplace that said, you know what? I mean, obviously there's risk anytime you start a company, but you have calculated risk, right? Mm -hmm. you, you thought about it and you said, you know what? I, I you guys thought that you could really do this really well. What, what was that? It, it was a no brainer because I had been working at CRC I was their VP of Ops, and one of my clients was this gentleman, Robert Schulman, who was just an amazing man. He was one of the owners of Copernicus at the time. Okay. We all went down to Florida. He had a company meeting, and he turned to one of the other founders and said, you know, I, I don't want to have any ops in-house if you do the field. And then he looked at me and said, if you do the DP you have a business. Wow, so, that's a great story. So we said yes. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> that was it. That was history so, then. <laughs> that, was, that was history, yes. It was really an amazing ride. So we started out with one client and then I talked uh, Harriet and Mary into joining us and we opened up a small office in New York City and that was really fun and crazy. Yeah. 
and you know that that's how it started so we were really as i said before we were a niche business there really wasn't not a lot of people were doing this but it made so much sense even back then because for a small research company small to mid-size it doesn't always pay for them to have ops inside i mean we i struggled with this when i worked at yankalovich you know the different divisions in yankalovich they would get annoyed when they were slow and they had to cover the cost you know, their share of the cost of the ops people. Yes. So the idea was researchers should do what they do best and ops people should mm-hmm. do what they do best. And they really shouldn't be, researchers shouldn't really have to be charged for the ops people mm-hmm. unless they need them. That's what we used to call that the corporate tax. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I, could see how, I could see their frustration, you yeah. know, especially when, you know, the business is very cyclical, very up and down. Right. So they would be very busy probably when the other divisions were busy and they probably felt they didn't get their fair share of the ops at the time anyway. It was a great idea and I think yeah. it's still a good idea. I, I, I completely agree. I, I still think, especially in this day and age where the researchers need to do more storytelling, they need to be more consultative. And the last thing, you know, a lot of the mid-sized companies or small companies want to focus on is operations or even carrying a cost when, when times are a little quieter. So yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. So 25 years, are you, are you taking it in? Like I know sometimes I look back and try to take stock of what I've accomplished or what I've done and it's hard. It is. How are you? Are you making a conscious effort to say, okay, let's really celebrate this moment. This is a big deal. Well, we, we actually did a really fun thing at uh, Quirks New York. Actually, it was Kristen and um, Steve Quirks' idea to have a graffiti wall. Okay. And that sounds we, fun. We had one. Was, our entire back of our booth was a graffiti wall. Nice. And we just, at, you know, at first there's the worry, oh my God, what if no one signs it? You know? Right. It's just like, <laughs> yes. You know, what if, if we, we have, have a party, party and nobody comes? Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. So, but we, it was amazing. It was so much fun. The wall was full by the end of the conference. And the best part was that some of our international partners signed in their, in their home, you know, in their native tongue. It was just so much That's fun. Cool. So we had, you know, we took pictures. Of course, everybody was saying, well, you're going to bring the wall back to the office. And I said, well, no, because, you know, first we'd need a truck and then how right. get it in the elevator. You know, <laughs> that's not going to work. But yeah, it was really fun. And then we had, we did a, uh, a Prosecco toast nice. in the afternoon and it, it was just a blast. So that was real. And oh, and, and then at the Wire event, they were so kind. They had a cake for us. Oh, that's great. So, so yeah, so we've been um, we celebrating been, throughout the year, probably. We have been, yes. yes. And we started out on the exact day. We took the staff down uh, to this restaurant nearby and we had bottles of champagne. We yes. gave them each a bottle of champagne that had the, you know, the 25 year insignia mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, we've just been talking about it. And it's just a wonderful thing to think that you know, we, this is a family yeah. that we support a lot of families here and that we've, it's really, we've been a work family for a long time now. Yeah. It is interesting when you shift that focus from startup mode to then, okay, I can breathe. And then you realize you're responsible for, for feeding families and making sure yeah. that they can make a living. It's a completely different orientation at that point. And, it's, <laughs> and, <laughs> and healthcare, you know, yes. it's so expensive. And, you know, I was just complaining about it recently. We pay so much money each month. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel that, and we we have a gold plan. Okay, you know, it really isn't. Yes, there's nowhere to go there. You know, we have mm-hmm. a really good plan. It's very expensive, and I don't think it serves our team very well. Right. 
it doesn't, you know, and we're, it costs us almost a thousand dollars a month. It doesn't serve them well. Right. You know, they have deductibles and they, you know, they have to be in network. I, I just feel it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, I think sometimes, and we'll stop talking about healthcare, they make it more complicated so we don't figure it out. <laughs> yes. I wish that, you know, one of our associations would just group us all together uh-huh. so that we would have a better, I like a um, buying power. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, my husband, when he was working, he, you know, their healthcare is completely different. You know, yeah. some of it is self funded they have much better much better coverage i just wish one of the associations would step up you know we're an industry of you know, there's a lot of us and, yes. and you just wish we could do something different but anyway cool idea i like it so when you when you think about you know obviously you started with your first client and over the over the years you had to evolve the services you offer what do you think differentiates you today in the marketplace? Because clearly, you know, there's a lot more companies, there's a lot more competition. Yes. I think what differentiates us is that we, although we do everything, you know, we we're in the online arena, just like everybody else is. Right. But what differentiates us is that we still work globally mm-hmm. in all methodologies. Okay. So I can be... Um, you know, right today, I'm mm-hmm. working in the UK on a cosmetics product. And, you know, I could be in, in Brazil or Mexico doing the same thing. I can be in Asia doing work with perhaps taxi drivers. Yep. Uh, so I think that's really what is different about us. And because we're, we've been in the global arena for such a long time, we code in language. So oddly enough, there's a real need because, you know, it's easy to get sample, for instance, even, you know, even if you're online, right. it's easy to work internationally online, but sure. somebody has to turn the open ends into something that everyone can read. So, yeah. So we. So it's really that knowledge of the international markets, the nuances and being able to execute globally. Yes. I, I just think that's really what makes us where we stand out. That's uh, great. You know, and, and, I, and I think, you know, someone, somebody said to me recently at one of the wire events that you have a white glove service. I, I didn't yeah. really even know that I did. Um, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. And some, someone else said, oh, that's a terrible term. Don't use that. Um, but, but actually, you know, I think that we've been around for 25 years because of the trust that our customers put in us. And I think that's based on the fact that you get the job done and you do it well. I think, right. I think it's all connected. You know, mm-hmm. I think that you have staying power for a reason. And, you know, that reason is basically it's about trust. You know, it's interesting because the more and more I have conversations about technology, you know, automation, all the stuff that's transforming our work process. The thing that really excites me, actually, is that trust and personal relationships are, are even more critical. They are. Um, it's everything. It means everything. Yeah, it really does. And before where, you know, when people couldn't do as much, there were differentiated things that people could rely on. And yeah, the relationship was, you know, a little bit tense. And but, the, you know, there were companies who specialized in it. So you had to use those companies. Now it's like now it really becomes much more even playing field to a certain degree. And it becomes your knowledge, your experience, and ultimately how you treat each other, which yes. which is interesting. Okay, here's a tough one. When you look back, what do you, what were some of the hardest times you, you recall? And how did you get through it? Well, I think the hardest time in a business is if you lose a client for, for any reason, 
but you could easily lose a client for something that is no fault of your own. Right. They are, a, they are sold, they're merged, they're sold. And it's, it's, this industry is so changed now. Yeah. So, you know, you have to always be on top of your game in terms of you just have to reinvent yeah. That's the thing. You have to constantly reinvent. Look at your, you know, where you're, the makeup of your team. And we're a strong believer in cross-training mm-hmm. so that uh, when things happen, you know, a person can do more than one thing. Yeah. Uh, and that, that has really helped us uh, over time. And really, the, you know, the, the change in the industry, you know, when we were early on, we did so much phone work. Now, right. we hardly any. We do a, a teeny weeny bit um, in B2B when you, you know, when there's no sample for the, the category. The hard to, yeah. For. yeah. So we do some of that. But honestly, it, it, it just, the, the telephone business that we had mm-hmm. uh, just turned into online. So, you know, there's so much movement in terms of how you have to rearrange your team, what, you know, whose strengths you're leading to. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to cross train people. Yeah. People have to know how to do more than one thing, especially in a small firm like ours. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good for the it's good for everybody as well for the individual as well because they're expanding their skill set as yes. well. So yes, and good. also in a smaller company, you know, you don't have the same. You know, you could be you you're a bigger fish, but the pond is pretty pretty small. Yeah. If you don't, you know, take on something new, you're just doing the same thing year after year. Right. It, you know, there's not, I don't think there's satisfaction mm-hmm. in that if you if you just can't be a little bit more diverse in terms of your day to day, you know, work environment. It's so true. So uh, yeah, I, I think that even, and I, I, I would also say probably the rate and pace of adapting and being agile is probably increased over the 25 years in the, in the sense that, you know, you see a trend and you say, okay, that's probably going to kind of impact us in, in, in two years. And now, you know, maybe that, that trend might be impacting the business environment at a much more, at, at a more rapid pace. Yes. I, th- yeah. I think that's true. I think, yeah. Um, AI is um, moving into our space in a in a big way. You know, I've looked at we've we've looked at how people are looking at open end data mm-hmm. uh, and analyzing it with artificial intelligence. It's it's really cool. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. So that you know, there's that's going to happen. And you know, I just there you know there you know GDPR has had an interesting impact. I think on on the industry. I think that um, you know. While a lot of us who have been working internationally for a long time, our data has been anonymized for such a long time. Yes. Yeah. You can't get, you never could get anybody's name out of Germany. I mean, let's right. so I think that, that that has had an impact on our, on our industry. And I think that privacy in some ways could, I think blockchain might come into play and I mm-hmm. think privacy might have something to do with it. You know, it just, the fact that, People would have more control over their own PII. Is it is attractive? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't really have a you know my crystal balls not sure. that clear. It's something that you have to keep abreast of and make sure you understand over time. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I agree with you. So, and what keeps you motivated? So you have twenty five years now. You're you know celebrating, but what what over the years? What's really kept you motivated, interested, engaged, and and continues to do so? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> How do I get to, why do I come to work every day? Yeah. I, you know, I, I actually like what I do. It's weird, but I do. I like what I do. I, I love the community that I've met over the years. 
Yeah. It is incredible. And I love the, the opportunity that I've had. I mean, this industry has given me so much. Mm-hmm. If you think about, I, I was counting up the other day, I think I've been to 15 SOMRs. Like, wow. how in my life would I ever be right. in Prague, mm-hmm. in Montreux, in Athens, in Lisbon, in all these amazing places and, and meeting these wonderful people, working in, when I was working in Brazil, I, I met a, a family that they helped us early on in the early stages of, of the work there. And they just took me in. I, you know, they, I would go to their the birthday parties for oh, their, nice. their grandchildren. You know, it was yeah. wonderful. So I have, I have so much so much to be grateful for. Right. It's just, it, it kind of, when I think about it, it, it kind of really fills me up. But I like what I do. You know, I like, mm-hmm. I like meeting people. I like, I like helping people. I like making jobs work, mm-hmm. um, finding a solution. I enjoy that part of the business. So I do, I do like it. And, and honestly, I, I think that um, as you get, somebody said to me, recently, oh, I wish I knew what I know now when I was 45. Right. You know, yeah. and I said, yeah, yeah, so true. Um, <laughs> but I think also you, you just feel like that, you know, there is something that maybe you want to give back. Right. You know, I mean, maybe this is a time that I can just give a little plug to wire. You know, I was, yeah. a, I was a mentor there early on. And honestly, I learned much more from the person that I was mentoring then she learned from me. It, you know, it was just an amazing experience. That's fantastic. And I, yeah. And I just think that, you know, it's a time when, you know, if somebody, I, I belong to a few groups online and when someone asks a question, mm-hmm. I always want to reach out and say, oh, you know, you could do it this way. You don't have to do it with me. But right. here's, I, somebody asked me the other day for, for, and I said, oh, you know, just call, you know, this, this person that we use for, for list sample. You know, yes. you just, just reaching out, helping people in the industry, talking to the, the wonderful people that I've met. Yes, right. that's kind of what yeah. motivates me. Yeah, that's great. I love it. And and you and I are off to the wire retreat yeah, we are. next week. I'm it's so excited. Fun. Yeah. My first one. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And you were talking, you just shared with me a story about at IEX, there was, um, I guess there was a vi- wire event and there were some uh, younger people presenting things and, and you were just amazed at how much you learned even from the, you know, the younger generation. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the wonderful part of Wire. I, I, I feel like it, it's an association that is attracting younger members of yeah. um, our industry. In the, yeah, in the market research world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not, sh- for whatever reason, um, it, it, the, the membership is huge. It's global. It's and, you know, the young, young people are really, you know, they're like, they're, they just want to learn so much. And, yeah. you know, I just think that it's a great organization for them to, it, it offers them so much. It and, does. You know, they just have to reach out and get it. It doesn't yeah. cost them anything. They just have to reach out and take it. And I think a lot of us are, are you know, I, I know I, I speak for many when, you know, it might have been harder for women to kind of attain their goals without the help of each other. And this generation is more about, well, let's try to make it a little easier. Let's help. Let's give back, um, which is a wonderful spirit. I, 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 I think it's going to really help our industry, but it'll help young women as well. Mm-hmm. We could do another whole podcast. Yes, what it was like working in <laughs> working early in the early days. Yeah, I, but I I think that the a story that I'll always remember because I worked at Yankelovich when Florence Skelly was alive, and she told us that when she went to she was invited to speak at one of the clubs. You know, one of the you know I don't know if it was the Harvard or Princeton. Or right, whatever, I forget which one it was. But she was invited to speak, but she had to go in through the the entrance where where they where they took deliveries. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. 
Uh huh. And that's that was crazy. The, that was in the seventies. Oh gosh. So, yeah. So mm. I think we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, and I think we there's a ways to go, but progress is definitely being made. It is. Yeah. It is. Thank the Lord. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no more delivery entrances. <laughs> no. And thank you so much for joining me today. Congratulations again on Thanks. such a huge milestone. And this was a pleasure. I mean, I I just I've not really done a podcast before. Yay. But it was really Well, was I'm honored then. A special event. Thanks so much for inviting me and of course having this conversation. I loved it and um, you're always invited back. Oh thanks. <laughs> well, let's see what my next anniversary my next <laughs> anniversary is. We'll maybe catch up again. So I'm looking good. forward to seeing you next week. Same. Thanks Anne. Take okay. care. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.